0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Matt Arnold sitting in for Jess Romero. He'll be back tomorrow. Jess, our Matthew, thank you for Taking the time with us today, my brother.
1: Always a pleasure. Always an honor to be here. And, and you know what? I typically listen to this program on audio, mm-hmm. and it's nice to see that little opening video package. It's really nice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> if you're if you're listening right now, if you if you listen to us on the radio or on the on the audio podcast, go to uh, vmpr org sometime, and uh, you know, go to our shows and click on the Terry and Jesse show. Just watch that opening montage. It's really it's really something.
0: Absolutely. Today we got a great show because we're going to be talking about the core of of our society, and that is family, marriage and family life. We're talking about it because Matt Lamb, uh, this is a, actually, he wrote the article about Texas Representative Brian Slayton's legislation uh, that he wants to put through that rewards large families, and he actually punishes divorce people in the state of California, and he's actually getting a lot of uh, positive things to say about that. So I want to get into that. I'm hoping we can get to Bishop Schneider, Athanasius Schneider. He has an article about bishops who push heresy No Pope Francis won't punish them. Mm. And that's sad to have to say that. And he, in his article, he makes the plea that we need to pray for the Pope to pass on and protect the faith. Not just pass it on, but for protect it by giving us bishops who are not going to uh, water down Christianity. It seems... Uh, we have many examples of bishops today not holding on to the perennial teachings of the Church. And then, of course, our last segment, Hunter Bradford from Church Militant will come on board, and we'll talk about what's happening in the news for the evening news on Church Militant. But, Matthew, I have loved this statement, and i probably have said it a hundred times to you over the last <laughs> 25 years I've known you. Uh, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. hmm Worry about who will be misled, <coughs> deceived, and destroyed if you don't. Now, Matt, yesterday, I mean, it sounds like, who are you to correct the Archbishop of Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. We we we, was, we were talking about the funeral mass for Bishop um, and what— David O'Connell. David O'Connell, yeah. and what happened is twice the Bishop Archbishop pointed out that Bishop O'Connell is in heaven. We don't need to pray for him. Mm-hmm. And I said that was not charitable. And as a matter of fact— you should offer masses for the repose of Bishop O'Connell as a way of saying, uh, you know, I'm I'm concerned about you because nobody knows who goes to heaven. Ultimately, God is the judge. Right. And so, um, yeah, I probably am going to get a little heat over that, but you know what? I stand by that because that's what the Catholic Church Teaches.
1: Well, you know, well, that's just it, Terry. You know, in, in the case of the, the, the just tragic and horrific death of Bishop O'Connor, oh, yeah. you know, he was murdered. Yes, he was. Uh, we don't know, though, if he was martyred. Right. Right. So you can't really make that judgment. But it's not just uh, the, the homily of the archbishop at the funeral of his brother bishop. Um, how often do we go to funeral masses and hear a homily that's really more of a eulogy?
0: Yeah, uh, or not probably.
1: even a eulogy, but an impromptu canonization yeah. ceremony. I, I remember going to a, a funeral where um, the the priest suggested that we should pray to to not yeah. for the deceased, but to the deceased. You know, with making the assumption that they're uh, yeah. enjoying the beatific vision, and that's just yeah, that's that's not something we can do. Yep.
0: Yeah. I want to just mention before we get to the gospel some good to know files uh, information. I'm so impressed. Now, a mama bear. Here's what happened. <laughs> a mother sued the D.C. doctor who gave her kids COVID <clears throat> vaccines without her consent. I mean, Matt, they can't even give a child a aspirin without getting permission from the parents.
1: Right. You can't get your ears pierced. Yeah. yeah. And
0: what they did is they didn't even talk to the parents about it. They just told the kids, this is mandatory. Get over here. We're going to give you a shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's tragic, but I wanted to say that we need to push back because that's how that's going to stop.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm unfortunately, uh, you know, I I hate the idea of being uh, litigious or. You oh know, yeah,
0: to, I to, don't to, either. But
1: but you know, the, at the end of the day, you know, it may be the only recourse that people are going to have.
0: Yeah. One other good to know file here in California: Gavin Newsom's our illustrious governor, who's just so pro-abortion. I can't believe it but he said California will boycott Walgreens for not dispensing the abortion pill in 20 states. Uh, he's wanting to bully Walgreens into providing an abortion drugs in his state and uh, kill more children. And uh, I just find that reprehensible. Mm-hmm. But again, I want to encourage myself, Matt, anyone listening, support Walgreens. When I buy something from them, I'm going to verbally tell them the reason i'm coming to you i'm not a regular customer for me i'm not mm-hmm. but because you guys are, are are standing up and not uh selling a an abortion drug that kills the future citizens of our state i wanted to thank you just do that mm-hmm. all right matt let's get to the soul food now let's bring some gospel message because this is what really is we're all about it's the gospel of matthew chapter 20 verse 17 to 28 if you could uh, proclaim it. And you notice I said don't read it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I, that I can do. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves yeah. and said to them on the way, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and scourged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage wishing to ask him for something. He said to her, "What do you wish?" She answered him, "Command that these two sons of mine, one uh, at your right sit, one at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom." Jesus said in reply, "You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink?" They said to him, "We can." He replied, My chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and at my left, this is not mine to give, but it is for those whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers, but Jesus summoned them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather... Whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Thus far the words of the Holy Gospel.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, there's a lot there, Matthew.
1: There sure is. um, And where to start.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I think the first thing is that Lent is pretty, it's brutal. Yeah, And it's meant to be. It's a time for us to uh, prepare uh, for the passion of our Lord mm-hmm. and to experience that, uh, you know, liturgically and in our prayer lives and, and in our fasting and almsgiving and prayer during this holy season. Uh, I'm going to be talking about that on my program today a little hey. bit about... Um, um, indulgences oh, actually and yeah. how and how they, they differ from our personal penance you know the the fasting alms, giving, prayer and so forth but these things are, are, are so important and you notice that uh, this gospel starts with him saying look we're going to jerusalem well this is it guys son of man is going to be handed over he's going to be scourged he's going to be crucified but don't worry i'm going to rise from the dead <laughs> you know and the reaction is that the mother of zebedee says hey look since you're going to be coming to your kingdom, how about my two boys sit one on your right and one on your left? What a mother. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the thing. I think that homilists typically focus in on that, that kind of next to last thing where that he says to them, um, it shall not be so among you. Whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. And it actually, that goes back to what he's talking about, the passion. And, and that's, that's just it. We are going to be participating in that through our suffering, that we're going to be able to, you know, that our suffering from this point forward is going to have meaning. Yeah. And that's what we need to focus on now, not uh, not how high up we're going to be in heaven.
0: Well said. I appreciate that. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Archbishop. <laughs> Full sheen ahead. I love what Bishop Sheen's been doing lately. He's trying to influence the Catholic Church on planet earth right now from heaven I seems to i uh, meet different prelates this one is uh, a, a great cardinal cardinal Mueller, and he's discussing how we can help a church down here and he says uh the cardinal was talking to bishop sheen he says the bishops of the church are not above god's word but are to serve it and hand it down loyally loyalty with loyalty and I thought about that. He was talking to Bishop Sheen about God's word being a hierarchy of truth, that, that the bishops, I think it's a good message, not just for the bishops, but for all of us. Mm-hmm. Matt, your personal opinion doesn't trump the word of God. Amen. And so it seems right now where one of the problems down here in the church right now is that we have not only prelates, but Catholics who seem to think that you know, well, the Bible says this. You know, there's guys out there that say, I don't agree with the Bible. And and to, be, to have that kind of comment from a clergyman mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church is reprehensible, that's all I'll say.
1: Well, again, um, all this stuff can be cleared up by a quick trip to the Catechism of the Catholic Church. There you, you go. You don't have to go back to the Catechism of Trent, you don't have to go to the Baltimore Catechism. Right. You, you, know, go right to the, you can go to the Vatican's own website
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and access the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and it'll tell you uh, the position that the Word of God is supposed to hold in the life of the Church and in the life of the individual Christian.
0: Well said. When we come back from our break, we're going to be talking about what I just said about the family life, about marriage. The Catholic Church has the answer for our culture to renew the culture. Yes, it's called the family. And defining it in a biblical worldview rather than a secular humanistic view. And somebody from Texas, a a representative, Brian Slayton, he has written a statement and he wants to have a, a law rewarding large families and much much more when we come back we'll talk more about that and much more on the terry and jesse show stay with us family we'll be right back welcome back to the terry and jesse show matt arnold sitting in for Jess today just will be back tomorrow this is interesting. A proposal from a Texas legislator to offer significant tax breaks to families with many kids. He says it's a great starting point for a broader goal of society supporting large families. You know, Matt, the demographics in America for having babies is under two children per family. So it's we're not reproducing to even even, even uh, cover the ones when we die.
1: Right, we're not going to replace them. We're not going to
0: replace them. Thank you. And, you know, other countries like Russia did it, something similar years ago where if you had up to four children, there would be tax breaks. I just think it's common sense to to support the family because when when the family is strong, culture is strong.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the family, of course, we you know we call it the nuclear family yeah. has nothing to do with atomic power. It's because the family is the nucleus yes. of society, right? Yes. It's the basic cell of society, and so yes, I mean it's just like uh, a person dying of cancer. You got to take care of those cells,
0: yeah. right? It, it,
1: it, it's most important to to uh, take care of things at the cellular level yeah. so that everything else will be healthy. But it's the, um, the an axiom. You said it's common sense. It, it is actually an axiom in economics that you subsidize what you want more of and tax what you want less of. Of course. So if you're taxing families into the poorhouse, you know, you're you're, um, circumventing your own uh, desire to to have a a strong country with an expanding economy.
0: Well, you said it because this is exactly what way back when we were younger men, young men, Mm -hmm. Ronald Reagan did that with a lot of tax cuts. And it it made – think about this. If you don't have a customer because – Either they contracepted that baby out of the out of life by right through contraception or abortion. How is your business going to survive if you don't have customers? Mm. Obviously, the, it won't. And I just want to, before we get into a little bit more, Matt, I'd like to talk a little bit about what the secular humanists sold many people, even inside the church, about the sexual revolution back in the late '60s. We know that in 1968, July, Pope. Paul the Sixth came out with this document, Himani Vitae. We've talked about it. We need to keep talking about it because it's about uh, the transmission of life and the a, the whole point of marriage. And so uh, we, at that same time, we were going through the sexual revolution and the secular people were saying, Matt, you're going to be happy if you, con- con- if you contracept. You're going to be happy because yeah. you're going to have freedom with your sexual desires. You're going to have... You know, recreational sex, and not have to pay a price with a baby. Well, you can you know, have that fun.
1: Yeah, you know, I can tell you that that's not that's not how they sold it. No, you know, no. The way they sold it was uh, in marriage. Yeah, you're going to be able to space your children. You're going to be able to make. Oh yeah, they did say that. Yep. You're going to be able to, mm-hmm. to you know control everything. You're going to be able to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, which yep. is what, basically what they said. Yeah, but you know, and and Carter, everything was all framed as within marriage. Yes, you know. But it doesn't it doesn't take a genius to figure no. out that people are gonna say, Hey, wait a second, that means you know, carte blanche are gonna have sex without uh, worrying about reproduction. You know, yeah, do, you do and it's just what you say, when you sever sex from procreation oh. then you know then recreational. It, well, well first off, anything anything goes. How, yes. how can you prohibit any Sexual sin if, if sex is just an indoor sport and not the way that we propagate our, our species and populate heaven, for that matter.
0: I would even say it goes so far to say this, and you can disagree with me on this, but I believe so-called same-sex marriage, they call, mm-hmm. is the fruit of contracepting. Oh, there's no question. There's absolutely... That's my opinion. You know, it makes
1: sense. Uh, yeah. It, we, we, the, and, that, and that, you know, ties right into what I was, what I was yeah. saying, that, that, that anything goes. Exactly. If, if if sex is just something that you do for fun, yeah. then, you know, if it's not sacred... That's the thing. If, um, if you want to know what the Catholic Church teaches about human sexuality, just read the 19th chapter of Matthew. It's all right there there, you go. right out of the mouth of our good Lord himself, mm. you know? And, and that's a place where some people have gone to try and justify the idea of divorce. Yeah. But and but the, quite the opposite is true.
0: Yeah. And, you know, in this article, the, the, gover- the, uh, the legislator said he supports three good choices. And I've heard Don- Dennis Prager say this on the radio as a Jewish mm. ra- radio host. Getting married, we want to reward you for that. We want to reward you for ha- having kids. And the third thing we're going to reward you for is staying married. Yeah. Because we know the cost involved. And it's not just to you. I mean, I know friends that have had divorces and they're... So financially, I mean, they both have to get a place to live. The children, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just a it's, mess.
1: It's just miserable. And
0: so by keeping families intact, the culture stays stable.
1: I'm going to tell you something right now, Terry. I don't always talk about this, but um, I was married mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, my wife Betty's cradle right. Catholic, right. practicing Catholic. Sure. Uh, very much wanted to get married in the church praying very much for my conversion but sure. uh, not seemingly getting anywhere <laughs> and uh, and you know a little concerned that all this stuff I mean when you get married in the church and you're not catholic yeah. there's all sorts of you know I oh, we'll yeah. call them roadblocks exactly but there's all sorts of red tape look oh, yeah. that way yeah. and it was a lot to go through and some of it was kind of frustrating sometimes and she was very concerned that that it would turn me off not of marrying her I mean, right. she clearly I was committed to that but that, that I would never be catholic yeah. because of it but I'll tell you secretly, I didn't tell her this, but it impressed me
0: Isn't it?
1: Because, because it was very clear to me that the Catholic Church takes that marriage vow as serious as a heart attack.
0: That's awesome. That
1: they absolutely positively want you to go into this with your eyes open oh, because yeah. you're going to stand up literally in front of God and everybody yeah. and swear to God till death has do part. Yep. You know, that you're going to take a solemn oath and, and, and it's like, don't do that. If you don't intend to follow through. Right. And that's the church's message. And and I got that message very, very loud and clear. Yes. And and rather than, than hurting my, my chance at conversion, it, it no doubt uh, enhanced it, maybe perhaps even laid the foundation for it.
0: Well, you know, that's why I say we don't need to lower the bar when it comes oh, to our Catholic God, faith. No. It's the opposite. Hold it up high. And that's the kind of response I've found from other people, Matt, Okay, well, that's great. Matt, one of the interesting things that d- uh, the problem of divorce also hits is that the government starts to facilitate you know, child support payments, mm-hmm. enforce parenting, alimony decisions. you know, And that's your
1: tax dollars that work too, Exactly.
0: You we know, can avoid like, all that.
1: Yeah, the government's doing it. We're paying for it.
0: And then here's the other thing that the Catholic Church takes serious is your responsibility— as a father, can we we talked a little bit off the air about that? Mm-hmm. The father is the last, you know, uh, uh, what did you say? The last. Um,
1: yeah, right. It, it's the it's the last line of defense.
0: Line of defense. That was what it I, is. And so, how is it that if dad, as the father, says, "You know what? I'm tired of this woman. After so many years, I'm going to go find another one." Look what he does. And I'm I'm saying this because dads have told. Kids, look at what you're doing for your wife. Look, you're going to be judged. And this is very strong language, Matt. They're going to be judged on how well you fulfill your duties in your state and life. Mm -hmm. How well did you love your wife and your children more than Matt and Terry being on the radio? Yes, that's a fact.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, it's (laughs) fatherhood. It's so important. Um, and we talked about this and I don't know, maybe, maybe this isn't the place to bring this up, but really fatherhood's been under attack for a long time. Of course you know, it is. That really in you, the Protestant Reformation was, it was an yep. attack of the, of the fatherhood, the authority of the Pope. Yep. And then you have the egalitarian revolutions, which is a, um, an, an attack against the fatherhood of, of kingship. Yes. And, and really, and, and, you know, we, we're at a place now where they're saying, well, look, we don't, I don't need a Pope. I don't need a King. I don't need God. And I most certainly don't need my father. And, you know, and unfortunately, it's, the divorce has, and which, you know, contraception, the promise was there'll be no more divorce. There'll be no more, there'll never be another abortion. Yeah. We'll only have kids because we want them and so forth. And it's like, really? So promiscuity went through the roof and uh, now we're, we've got uh, abortion and contraceptive pills to take care of things after the fact, Yeah, you know, uh, and really let's face it, abortion has just become the, the emergency contraception.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, and, and it's, 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 but, but. The fatherhood. The, the point I wanted to make sure. is that within a, a properly ordered family, yes, you know, there, there's there's all sorts of power uh, uh, struggles and structures and so forth in human relationships, and that you know, fil- filial relationships and spousal relationships sure. are not immune from that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, authority is invested in the father. That's right. And men need to understand that they need to listen to their wives, because a lot of times your wife has a greater insight in things than you do. You need to listen to your kids, understand, you know, what it is they're going through. And remember that it was something you went through yourself yep. to try and give wise advice. Get good, 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 good counsel sure. from the Scripture and, and the tradition and from your pastor and, and whatever. But at the end of the day, understand that the responsibility is yours. Amen. And the consequences are yours to bear.
0: Well said. You know, Matt, we talked about this off the air about how the— a sexual revolution took place and they made promises that you know everybody would be so happy. And, you know, <laughs> the the verdict is out. You know, we're 50 years into this, 60 years coming up, and we see more suicide. We see more unhappy people. We see people who have no focus in life because their responsibility has been given away by themselves, many times. And so it seems to me... That the Catholic Church does have the answer when it comes to not only eternal salvation, but I would actually say, for 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 being happy. I, I was just taking my son to the airport on Monday, and we had a conversation about that. I said, "You know, Dad, I think I'm as ha- I, I don't think there's a hundred thousand people in the entire world that are as happy as I am." Hmm. And I said, "Well, why is that, son? Well, because I know who I am, and that life is short." And that eternity is forever. And I wonder where he heard that. Well, he got it from me. But <laughs> point of I mean, he used that. He said, I know that. Mm-hmm. But he said, Dad, so many people are depressed. They're, they're saying, and I also know, Dad, that you've taught me that an attitude of gratitude is welcome just about everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so when I have challenges in my life, rather than saying, woe is me, I ask God to help me get through it. See, now that's kind of oversimplifying it, Matt, Mm -hmm. but you see the difference people have when you have that relationship with the the Almighty because now it's a game changer in all aspects of life, whether your business, your family life, it changes everything because now, as Fulton Sheen says, every action becomes like a blank check. Mm -hmm. We give it all to God, but the world that we're living in We have what we call an unholy trinity, me, myself, and I, Right. rather than the blessed trinity.
1: You know, um, what you're saying uh, really rings true, and and I got to say that it keeps coming back to responsibility, that people want freedom, they want freedom, but they don't want to have responsibility, and weirdly, uh, you know, that keeps you like perpetually adolescent, and what actually happens is that you, um, to be free of responsibility, you actually give up freedoms well said you know because well i don't want to, have to be responsible for that you be responsible for that <laughs> i want to be able to do whatever i want to and i say well for that to be then you know if we're going to take care of it then right you have to pay for it and you have to follow all these rules and you have to do this and you have to do this okay i'll do that so long as i get to you know uh, uh pursue pleasure and that wasn't you know i mean in the declaration of independence we talk about uh life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness yes you know and i'll tell you what um the pursuit of pleasure and the pursuit of happiness are two different endeavors.
0: Right. Well, well said, Matthew. Uh, I'd like to go on in the next segment and talk with Bishop Snyder now, uh, and what his article is about praying for the Pope. So when we come back, we'll do that. Also, just to give everybody an update, there's still room for the Spiritual Warfare Conference because we're streaming it. So if you want to, you want to register, go online. VMPR.org, and you can register by streaming the live radio, live presentation of the Spiritual Warfare Conference, or call us 877 526 215. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Matt Arnold sitting in for Jess Romero. Jess will be back tomorrow. Matt, this is always a topic that hurts me because I don't hate to see disunity in the Catholic Church. One holy Catholic and apostolic church. But in my lifetime, I've never seen such disunity in Mm -hmm. the past 10 or 11 years. And Bishop Snyder, Athanasius Snyder, uh, says that bishops who, who push heresy OK, know that the Holy Father, Pope Francis, will not punish them. An example he gave is Cardinal McElroy. His free reign to promote heterodox statements is a manifestation of a deep crisis in which the Holy See is now in. Well, you know, we're not in management. We're in sales, Matt Arnold <laughs> and Terry Barber. But we could sure pray. But let me just give you an example of the Cardinal's quote. I have it here. And what was so bad about this quote, Matthew, is this was the article in America magazine we've been talking about, it, January 24th, it's become famous now, mm-hmm. because, uh, infamous, I have to use the word infamous, thank you. Yeah. Uh, this He says, the church's primary witness is to, hey, no, here it is, in his pastoral practice, he said this, the distinction between orientation and activity of homosexuals cannot be the principal focus for such... Pastoral embrace because it inevitably suggests dividing the LGBT community into those who refrain from sexual activity and those who do not. Just what the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches, mm-hmm. when you uh, you have a proclivity to homosexual acts, you're called to chastity, just like a, a heterosexual man is. Right. And so basically, he's trying to change what the Catholic Church teaches when it comes to uh, sexuality, and what Bishop Athanasius Snyder is saying, we need to really pray for the Church and pray for our Holy Father that he will make better choices when you elevate bishops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm being gentle. Better choices! In other words, men who are going to stick to the Word of God? You're laughing.
1: Uh, yeah, well, it's just... Is it was was that a funny way but, of saying uh, it? Yeah, well, I just remember, you know... Um, my wife would say that, you know, when our when our kids were younger and they'd they'd go out, you know, yeah. with their friends or whatever, and she she would say, Okay, make good choices. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like apparently uh uh Papa Bergoglio's mom forgot to mention that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? that's funny. <laughs> well it's it's just it it Matthew, here's the bottom line. The um the bottom line is we're living in a time that our Lady of Akita back in the early seventies talked about where bishops and cardinals would be going at each other, disagreeing on things. And I'm thinking, we're at that time. But like I said before, the solution, obviously, is when we get down on our knees and we pray for our prelates and for the Holy Father, which we do on Thursday nights here at our chapel from 8 to, 10, 8 to 9, 7 to 9, I should say, praying our rosary and special prayers. And they need our prayers because it's real apparent right now that in the church— We have those who actually believe in the Word of God and the perennial teachings of the church. It's hard to have to say, Matt. And then we have those who say the Bible's wrong, and we come up with a better idea. Now, for me, as a simple person, I don't have a PhD. I don't have a master's degree. You know what I have? A PhD in common sense. Common sense (laughs) says you can't have both. It either. Truth is true. It's not true for you, Matt, and then false for me, Terry. It's got, we have to have objective truth. And I, I see this right now that Bishop Snyder is basically saying, you know, the Senate that's taking place in this article, he's saying it, that they're trying to change like it's a democracy. We're going to vote on something. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with truth.
1: Again, you're going right back to the family and that model. Yep. You know, the idea, and I'm sorry, I'm an American and I'm a good American. Yeah. I'm a Catholic first. Yes. Uh, I, I used to say, I'm, 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 um, Catholic by baptism, I mean, you know, I'm you Christian by grace, and and I'm an American by birth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm a cowboy by choice. Those are, <laughs> <those> <laughs> boys, cowboy you know.
0: by choice. I but, like that.
1: But at the end of the day, though, um, you know, it's about fatherhood and right. and the the whole egalitarian spirit, <clears> the <throat> idea that the authority to rule is invested in the people. Yeah. Is nonsense. No, it's not. Authority yeah. comes from God. Exactly. And and we are the first society. That has um, abandoned the natural law. Yeah, lots and lots of societies have have broken the natural law. I mean, that's that's just the, the history of sin. Mm-hmm. But to say no, that the natural law we just we we dismiss that. See, I think that these these uh, prelates would do better to spend more time with the catechism and less time reading a New Yorker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it, it is a matter. It's like w- why is it problematic? To say to a person who is sexually, uh, 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 any person that's fornicating,
0: yeah,
1: that you're not, you shouldn't go to communion. Yeah, you're not prohibiting them from going to mass. You're not keeping them from being Catholic. See, the the idea is that the problem you, you talked about common sense. We have a little basic philosophy. Yes, and that's what is love. Love as a as a virtue is to will the St. good Thomas. of others. Right. Exactly. And but if so, the opposite of love isn't hate. Yeah. The opposite of love is indifference. Mm-hmm. And and it's like these prelates are saying, I don't care if you go to heaven or not, as long as you get to participate, uh, you know, fully in, in the sacramental life. And but, you know, but w- w- what is the church
0: for? Yes.
1: We're here for the salvation of souls. And if you say, well, this thing is going to keep you out of heaven, but go ahead and do it anyway so that you can come to the party. That's nonsense. Terry. Of course it
0: is. And that's why Bishop Sheen said, if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. Amen. And in the canon law, the last canon of canon law it says everything in here that we're writing has one purpose. Mm -hmm. To help a soul reach heaven.
1: And, And again, when it comes to the sexual teaching of the church, you go to Matthew 19, what you discover there is that sex is good... Sex is great. Sex is holy. Yeah. So long as it's between a man, one man and one woman and the bonds of holy matrimony, anything else is considered fornication. End of story. Everything else is off the table. Exactly. You know, it's like it's not that hard yeah. to understand this, you know, and, and it, it doesn't require documents, uh, you know, that, that are so prolix that they look like a phone book to try and get the, get around it. But Terry, I'll tell you what the problem is at the end of the day. It's, it's universal salvation. It's yeah. indifferentism. It's the very idea yeah. that I, I'm afraid that has infected a lot of Catholics, even some of our uh, prelates, some of our hierarchy, the idea that everybody's going to heaven anyway,
0: well, you regardless and I...
1: of their behavior. Now, that's not scriptural. It's not part of our tradition, but it seems to be the prevailing idea.
0: Absolutely. Well, Matt, you just talked about it in the last 50 years. We've had funerals. We all have gone to funerals, and we hear that Grandma is already in heaven. Mm-hmm. Grandpa's there. He's not. He's his happy camper. And when here's the... You're robbing those people. You're yeah. robbing them. That's a hard way of saying it. But what are we robbing the people of? Our prayers for the for their salvation of their souls. Remember, and I say it at the end of every show I know, Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. The very fact <clears throat> that you don't pray for your mother when she dies mm. is an injustice. Yeah, amen. It is. Injustice. Your mother gave you life. With God's grace is obvious for your dad, but you owe your mom. I mean, I I deal with hundreds of funerals here. I counsel, you know, children or their adults, and like I got one right now where you know they cremated the the uh, their mother, and she was at a funeral last week, and she said, I need to do that for my mom. I'm convicted, and so I'm getting her a priest to have a funeral mass for her mom, and I explained to her. You know, the fourth commandment, on mm-hmm. thy father and thy mother, and you're doing that now. God bless you. But so many people don't get that. As a matter of fact, well, I won't even go down. I'm sorry, I caught myself. I was going to yeah. say another story <laughs> where they just took the money from the uh, funeral money and said, just cremate dad, and we'll take the extra money and pocket it, even oh, though right. dad had laid it all out, the funeral arrangements. See, that's the kind of culture we're living in. It's all about me, myself, and I. Right,
1: and it's kind of like well, it's like the you know the 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 city that Cain builds in oh, Genesis, there you go. and he names it for his son and not for his father's. Right, right? he's living in the future because he you know he uh, is trying to cut himself off from his yep. past and. We see how that worked out. Yeah, (laughs) right. It it is an inscrutable mystery. It's right there in the pages of of the Holy Scriptures. You know, it's the salvation history. All of this stuff, we, you know, so many times the things that we see... Uh, we we think we're unique. And it's like, no, these things have happened again and again. The, the, the one place where we are unique, though, and again, I'll, I'll hammer that until my last breath, is is flouting the natural law. You cannot do that no, you can't. without reaping the consequences.
0: And, and you know, Bishop's, Bishop Athanasius Snyder mentioned that the Sanat has a goal. It should be first its aim is to clarify doctrine without any ambiguity, <laughs> without any doubt, just the opposite what they're doing. Yeah. And, and I love his next goal. He said the task of the Senate should be to reject the errors of the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine?
1: Yeah, uh, go all the way back to like the fourth century. Let nothing new be introduced. Yeah, but only with that which has been handed on. You know, it's pretty simple. Pretty simple formula.
0: Yeah, and and (coughs) and I agree with Bishop Schneider. A, A true Senate should be also concerned about disciplinary issues, given a remedy against abuses. I think of this. In in Catholic World Report, people can check that out. They have a great article and how liturgies that are traditional liturgies are being persecuted, but the liturgical abuses where people are blessing people with with uh, you know uh, with uh, um, guitars and doing weird (laughs) things, dancing up all this kind of weird stuff at liturgies, nothing happens to them. But if you come with a traditional liturgy. Now, now you're talking. We gotta, we gotta work that out somehow and stop that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: I actually read a good article um, just yesterday. Which, where's it uh, on? And uh, it's on one Peter five. Okay. I don't remember who yeah. wrote it. Yeah. But the basic premise is that the, um, you know, what's happening with Traditionis custodes and yeah. all that now, and the the rescript and everything. And we yeah. can look at it in hindsight. Is that um, it's about the diocesan traditional Latin mass. Mm-hmm. It's not so much. I mean, yeah, sure, you can have your ghetto. You can have your FSSP or, mm-hmm. or Institute of Christ King parish yeah. and, and all the tragedy. You just go there. Yeah. But you can't have it in the life of the church. Wow. Because we don't want it. And, and because they don't want what Benedict XVI uh, issued the motu proprio for, yeah. which was the mutual enrichment of the two rights. They're going, no, no, no. Yeah. Or the two forms of the right, as he would have it. You know, they say, no, we can't have that in the life of the church. Why? Well, I, you know, a cynical guy, Uh, would say it's because uh, it's going to make the Novus Ordo more orthodox, and that's the last thing they want.
0: Amen. When we come back, we're going to have the Church Militant giving us an update on the news for the day, and I hope that'll inform you on what to pray for. That's what it seems to do for me, get down on my knees and pray harder when I hear about some of the tragedies that are happening. But remember, your prayers are effective. The most effective thing you can do is pray your rosary and stay in the state of grace. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jess will be back tomorrow. James from Church Militants with us. James, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show, brother. I can't hear him yet. uh, One thing I will say while we get our audio fixed is that everyone at Church Militant lives by this principle. Never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. James, can you hear me now? I still can't hear Mr. Engineer. It's not on our side, he said, so maybe we can check that out. James is going to tell us a little bit about the news coming up, so we're trying to get a technical problem corrected. It's the audio. He's, I still I can't hear him. I hope he heard me. But I want to say that when I, I speak to the young people, and I see church militant has a lot of young je- uh, people, men, men and women, who are fighting for the faith. It gives me hope as an old guy that they'll carry on the practices of the faith and spreading the faith. So it's always good to have those guys, the young guys on. I want to also, while I'm waiting to get this little blink, uh, uh carried out, I'm going to be doing something with Bishop Joseph Strickland, uh, and we're going to be interviewing Charles D. Faroon, who's the uh, author of a book called Slaying Dragons. So you might want to listen a week from Tuesday's show. We're doing it today, and it'll be on next Tuesday with Bishop Joseph Strickland. All right, James, are you there? My goodness, we're still having problems. I don't know why we're having problems, but... Maybe uh, maybe Matt Arnold uh, can jump back into the uh, studio while we're trying to figure this one out. Um, wow. We got to get this one fi- figured out because I'm too inspired to be tired and I'm too protected to be dejected. And you know what, Matt? I'm too renewed to be subdued, brother. All right, let me have you back. Matt Arnold, are you there?
1: Okay, uh, yeah, here I am. We're
0: waiting for James's problem, technical problems to clear up oh, for I'll us. hear about that. But you know, Matt, you know, when we talk about we were just talking about the bishops and how we're having problems. I, I think of that redemptive suffering is so important. So many people are suffering. You, I suffer to see men of, you know, of, of our church not teaching the Catholic faith properly. It mm-hmm. hurts me. Absolutely. But, you know, I think of what Thomas More said, and I know you've heard me say this many times. I have it written in my red book, which mm. goes wherever I go. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Mm -hmm. So I have to keep that. And I think of it that in the world, we think about redemptive suffering with Colossians chapter 1. But think about this. There's so much suffering in the world that can be transformed into streams of grace. Amen. You know, if it was accepted and offered in union with the sufferings of our blessed Lord. And I really truly believe this. This is a powerful statement to say to you, but hospitals could become... Spiritual atomic power plants <laughs> and drawing divine graces into the world.
1: Right. If all if all of that suffering yes. was was made fruitful use of, absolutely.
0: Right. So if all Catholics would work with this great talent uh, properly, hey man, the devil would soon be defeated. The world would be converted, and countless poor souls would be released from purgatory. This I bring up because of what we just discussed earlier about the tragedy that we are experiencing where priests and bishops are not, and cardinals and high officials are not towing the Catholic faith properly. They're coming up with their own ideas and they're right. lowering the bar, which is devastating the church. So my solution to all of our listeners is let's pray. Let's make reparation for these sacrileges. You remember Our Lady of Fatima talked about the sacrileges that were going on with the mass and right. the eucharist right that, that, that was 1917
1: yeah well you know something going back even further than that, going back all the way to the to the 19th century yes you have uh, well like the devotion to the holy face oh there you go which is, which is a devotion yeah it's a, a devotion of of, uh, oh, yeah. of reparation yes and it is and it is specifically anti-communist at a time when communism was in its like a nascent stage right, right. i mean uh, uh, it was even before uh, uh, marx's book yes came out you know that, that heaven was specifically saying hey this is something you important. know important important you got to you got to to guard against and yep. and and you know stand up against you know all the way back to our lady of good success 400 years ago the blessed virgin is saying look in the second half of the 20th century that impurity sexual impurity is going to be the thing that's going to be the tipping point you know
0: I, that was 400 years 400 ago years can we ago. imagine that <laughs> i mean somebody that was alive even Four, 300 years, 400 years ago, hearing that, we'd go, well, what's that about?
1: Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. Absolutely. Especially, yeah, right in, in the height of the, uh, of the, the, the you know, Spanish uh, Counter-Reformation. Right. You know, it was like kind of a golden age. Right. And here, here's Our Lady saying, look, all this terrible stuff's going to happen, and yeah. you need to be ready for it. Yeah. You know, and but that's, that's what I think. I think Our, Our Lady is like the one true historian. You know, you want want to read history and understand the way things work? You know, go read The Mystical City of God by Mary of Agreda, you know, or or Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich.
0: And it seems, Matt, throughout history, all these apparitions that have taken place are always a response to the needs of the church at the time. That's right. Always. That's right. A good mother.
1: And and always pointing to what's ahead. Yes. Right?
0: And I love this for my Protestant friends. Our Lady is always pointing us to her son.
1: Oh, amen to that. Yeah. There's no there's no confusion there. Oh. No. no. No.
0: No. And Matt, do we have a couple minutes? I don't know if we're going to get James on, but I want to push people to listen to your once a week show you have on. Here at Virgin, most powerful, right after the Terry and Jesse show, why don't you tease us with the indulgences that you're going to be? dying? No pun intended, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, you so should. We'll just... Yeah, you should indulge yourself this Lent. That, that sounds wrong, but you know, you, yeah, but uh, it's, it is a, a wonderful time to gain indulgences, and yes. uh, and there are many indulgence acts, and you know, and there's so much confusion about indulgences. You know, I often say that there's. There's more good information about what the Catholic Church actually teaches and more readily available to more people than at any time in our history. Yeah. And and so there, this kind of confusion only continues to exist because there are people who have a vested interest in keeping it.
0: Amen to that. Boy, that needs to be said. <clears throat>
1: yeah, so um, we're going to talk about indulgences and, and what, what it really means, What it and uh, especially what indulgences are not. Yeah. You know, I think that was the, the place you have to start now because there is so much inf- misinformation. But you're know, also going to talk about the transfiguration. Which we just had the reading at mass last Sunday, uh, in the extraordinary form as well as the ordinary form. I think. Yeah. And uh, and we're going to uh, talk about uh, some sacramentals also. Another important way of uh, I, channel of grace. I'd
0: like to tease our listeners because I know you're going to talk. At least correct me if I'm wrong. You're going to talk about our deceased relatives and how we can be praying for them. For
1: absolutely you know, this that, that indulgences can be gained for the souls in purgatory.
0: That that is a game changer. And if you <clears throat> haven't if you've been taught that, please stay on. Go ahead, yeah, and
1: there's. I was going to say, and on, on on that note, there is a uh, an ancient devotion that is called the heroic act. Oh, yeah. that is entirely about uh, releasing souls from purgatory, and that that is also part of the uh, teaching on indulgences.
0: And you know what's amazing? We have so much uh, free time in our modern culture, and when we think about the wasted time, I look at myself in my examination. <laughs> no, seriously, I go, oh God, come on. Look what I look at how efficacious I could be on the salvation of souls if I just give it all to Christ every day and live in the presence of God moment by moment.
1: How many Catholics are there Terry that have never read the gospels all the way through? Oh. Uh, and I tell you something, that's, that's my challenge. Every Lent, I, I, I issue this challenge. Yeah. Uh, you can do it this week, you can do it in Holy Week, you can start any day, but take seven days, and in the time that you would normally spend watching TV or yeah. scrolling the internet, read the four Gospels. That's,
0: that's a challenge.
1: I know you can read, like, the Gospel of Mark, you can oh. read it out loud in a little over two hours. I know that for a fact. Yeah, I know you know that, because <laughs> you put
0: the whole entire Bible... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give a plug to to uh, the Augustine Institute. If right. you go to... Uh, um, warm matthew's the ones he's the voice on all of the new testament and even the old is it out yet
1: yes it's it's available on the amen app the amen uh is their catholic prayer app and it has the uh the whole scripture uh arranged in 365 daily readings, so you can listen every day for a year, and you will have heard the entire Bible.
0: And I got to tell you, most of the time I watched Matt hour after hour in the studio (laughs) producing that, and I said to him, I told him, I said, you're going to take some time off of purgatory, because that was not an easy task.
1: No, um, I, I think that uh, I, the one gal there that was doing some of the editing said I should get an honorary PhD in pronouncing Bible names. <laughs> 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 because you don't think, you know, so, so many oh, yeah. times you read the Old Testament and you go, there's all these oh, lists of yeah. names. And and you just kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, f- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you don't realize do every single one of them has a particular pronunciation and you have to do it. And
0: you did the research to make sure that it was correct.
1: I did. I, uh, I used the Oxford Dictionary <clears throat> uh, pronunciations. Is the standard since we speak english
0: so how can yeah. people get your show matt
1: Oh, okay now my show yeah for, if you're listening on the radio obviously uh, I'm, I'm probably not being represented there no. but you can go to our website vmpr.org and there you can click on it says our shows and you can go down my show is called no nonsense catholic or um, even better yet, I would recommend that you go to vmpr.org and download our free smartphone app. That's the way to so go. You, you'll have all access to all of the podcasts every single day, the archives for all of the podcasts. That includes Terry and Jesse show. If there's all some, the shows. If there's something you missed, you know, hey, I didn't hear the show on yeah. Monday. Or, or they, they talked about, oh, the other day we talked about this. I didn't hear that. You can go and listen to it there. You know, and it's all—it's all, it's all right there at your fingertips with your smartphone, which is almost certainly with you everywhere you go. Yeah. Um. I was I the other day I was uh I know, was uh the mechanic, mm-hmm. and I got some uh you know some time on my hands. And what did I do? I put on uh, the the MPR podcast. I listened to the other shows.
0: Same. And yeah. that's what you can do now. I would say don't wait. Download the free app. Then you get all of our shows. I'm getting texts from people saying, "Wow, this is amazing." Uh, that we can do that. Well, yeah, technology, if it can be used in a in a good, holy way, it's great. It's mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's the other thing. Even when you exercise, that's just to make another suggestion, I go for walks. When I go for a walk myself—
1: Oh, exercise, not exorcise. Ex- okay. No, exercising.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, walking. <laughs> and I listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and learn something on my faith. Because you know what, Matt, this is a lifetime occupation. You're not done yet. That's right. We're still studying our faith every day, and I want to encourage our listeners to do that. Very fact, get your catechism out, get your Bible, you know, uh, pray your rosary, uh, get to mass as often as possible. And I'm going to make another suggestion for Lent: at least once a week. Take an hour of adoration before the Blessed Sacrament. Mm, mm-hmm. Take that time. It'll change your life. Amen. Matt Arnold, thanks for sitting in for Jesse Romero with me. Always a pleasure to have you.
1: Yeah, well, it's an honor to be here, Terry. Thank well, you.
0: Well, I'm going to ask you a question that I ask to Jesse every day. Matt Arnold, what state should we be living in, brother? That would be the state of grace, Terry. Yep. That's it. Not California, not Arizona. State of grace. <laughs> and I always end, I say it always because it's so true. We talked about it earlier in the show about, you know, a reaction is like a blank check. If it's Christ's name on it, it has infinite value. Our Lady is telling us souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Please consider making some sacrifices for the salvation of souls. Your mother, your father, whoever's, you know, died in the past. Pray for their souls. It's a wholesome thought. That's what the Bible says. All right. Up next, Matt Arnold. Coming up, and again, get the app by going to vmpr.org. Download it on your smartphone. Not only Matt shows, Jesus 911, Gary Matuda, all the shows, Bishop Strickland's hour, all that will be there for you. May God richly bless you and.